You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast, and we want to thank you so very much for joining us today. As we watch prophecy unfold on a daily basis, the world is searching for answers, and the nation of Israel needs true friends now more than ever before. Please stay tuned with us for today's broadcast as we will be focusing on news in the Middle East, Bible prophecy, and why America should never turn her back on God's chosen people. And now, here's our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Verse 5, the Bible said, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, did you think about what I just mentioned to you from the prophet Isaiah when he said in Isaiah 53, verse 8, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. So there's a couple things I need to mention. First of all, realize that once again, as I've already mentioned, Isaiah chapter 53 is not talking about the Holocaust. It's not talking about the sufferings of the people of Israel. It is not talking about Isaiah, for Isaiah would not qualify if you read Isaiah chapter 1. Uh, it shows in chapter 1 that Israel's likened to Sodom and Gomorrah spiritually. In Isaiah chapter 6, uh, specifically about the prophet, he said he was a man of unclean lips. He would not qualify as the righteous servant. But it but if it just takes a little knowledge of a little grammar, not even that, when he says, for the transgression of my people. Isaiah's talking here. He says it's the transgression of my people. Who's the people of Isaiah? Israel. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. So it was because of the transgression of Israel, the Messiah was to be killed. Now, it's not just them, it's the whole world. But specifically, Isaiah is focusing on his own people. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, I'll read that one more time. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So in verse 8, it had said, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And going back a few verses in verse 5, he said, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. So ladies and gentlemen, when the Jewish leaders want to throw out anti-Semitism for anybody that accuses the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, for having a part in the crucifixion, and they just go ballistic. I mean, they go absolutely insane about it. Oh, no, no, that's anti-Semitic. Listen, they may be saying it out of an anti-Semitic spirit, but the truth is the truth, that the nation of Israel is to be held accountable for the crucifixion of their Messiah. And the key is Jesus is their Messiah too, okay? And, and the sins that he paid for was the sins of the Jews and the world. Every, this is what is so mixed up and confused out there. Listen, if he is the savior of the Jews, then he died for the sins of the Jews. What's so hard for people to understand that? So when we say that religious Jewish leaders, you know, they're the ones that yelled out, crucify him, crucify him. I mean, it's recorded. That's exactly what happened. But the, but the world rejected Christ. And 
if he is only dying for the sins of the Jews, then he's only the savior of the Jews. Ladies and gentlemen, he paid for the sin of the world. That, that's what John the Baptist said. I quoted it already. I'll quote it once again. Behold, the Lamb of God taketh away the sin of the world. That That's our savior, okay? That's our savior. Now, according to one of the Jewish teachers, sages of yesteryear, Elijah de Vitas, very well respected. I gave an, a little analogy about his background, a little bio. But he said regarding this prophecy in Isaiah, the meaning of he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, is that since the Messiah bears our iniquities, which produce the effect of his being bruised, it follows that whoso will not admit that the Messiah thus suffers for our iniquities must endure and suffer for them himself. Whoa! <laughs> Did you get that? That if you don't recognize and receive the truth that the Messiah was to be bruised because of your iniquities and transgressions, things that you've gone against the law of God, and if you don't receive that, if you don't admit that, that you're going to have to suffer it yourself, the penalty of, of your own sins, that's exactly what the Bible teaches. If you don't receive the Redeemer's purchase price that he paid with his blood to pay for your sins, and the penalty of your sin is to spend the rest of eternity in a place called the lake of fire. And if you don't admit that, if you don't receive that as truth, if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't own that and embrace that, that you yourself now will have to suffer for your own sins. But the Lamb of God, that's what the Passover Lamb was all about. It was a picture of the Messiah coming to take our place. Every time the priest, when they brought a lamb, uh, or a ram, or, or, or a sacrifice that had to be killed, and the priest put his hand on that the head of that animal. That was symbolic of transferring the guilt and the penalty of sin onto that animal, which was still a, only a picture, because the blood of goats can take away sin. You remember the story in Exodus chapter uh, 12 and about the Passover when they had to strike the lintel with the blood of the Passover lamb that they had killed, and they took the blood, and they, they hit the two side posts. They struck it, and the word to strike there uh, has the idea of, like, piercing, you know? And and that blood was on the lintels of the door posts, and if you didn't get through that door, you were not covered by the blood. See, that whole thing, that whole picture is so clear that it's referring to Christ, it's referring to the Messiah. And, you know, if you look at the cross, it's like a T. Do, do you know that Orthodox Jews don't even like crossing the T on the letter because it, they don't want to have anything to do with the cross? Do, do you know that in ancient Hebrew, I, I studied ancient Hebrew, the way they used to use the letters. It's really, uh, they're like pictures, you know, the, the letter resh. It, it's, like, uh, it's like a picture of a head. And uh, the letter uh, Bet, it's like the picture of a tent. So every letter in the ancient pre-Babylonian Hebrew were like pictures, okay? And believe it or not, the, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is, in the ancient Hebrew writing, is like a cross. Over time, it, I don't like using the word evolved, <laughs> because I'm not an evolutionist. Amen. Give me an amen for that. But, 
But uh, used in this way, it uh, manifested itself over time and came to the way the letter is today. And that last letter is Tav. You have Aleph, the first Hebrew letter of 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and the last letter is Tav. And even in the Phoenician writings, uh, that letter was equivalent to like an X. Well, an, an X is, you know, is like a cross. And, but that can be seen very clearly in the ancient biblical writings that a cross laying down was a Tav. It's very, very interesting, many of these connections. Now, according to the Zohar, which is in part three, or 218a, the Amsterdam edition, it says these words. Now, I've already mentioned a little bit about the Zohar, but the Zohar is a Kabbalistic, uh, part of the Kabbalistic writings. They refer to them as mystic writings. Now, again, I do not condone everything in those writings. I don't condone mysticism, obviously, but there is a lot of numerology, there's typology, there's things that we would agree with that the Bible does demonstrate. And uh, when it comes to certain things, we are in agreement. In fact, there are some things the Zohar teaches that modern-day Judaism would not be able to agree because they don't want to agree. But they have such reverence for the Zohar, they ought to take heed to what it says. Now, according to uh, the Zohar regarding Isaiah chapter 53, uh, verse uh, 5, it says here, when the Holy One, blessed be he, and by the way, the, the word, the two words, Holy One, always refers to God, and it actually can be translated Holy Man, Ish Kodash. So, you know, this is something also that sometimes we don't realize, but when we read this expression, Holy One, in the Bible, is referring to God himself, but they're saying here, when the Holy One, blessed be He, wishes the recovery of the children of the world, He afflicts one righteous person from their midst, and for His sake all are healed. How is this known? It is written, He was wounded for our transgression, He was bruised for our iniquities, and with His stripes we are healed. And they re reference that to Isaiah 53, verse 5. So they recognize that this is talking about an individual. It's not talking about an event. It's not talking about Isaiah. It's talking about an individual that is going to suffer on behalf of the nation of Israel. You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast, and we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to our national conference, May the 24th to the 28th. That is the last week of the month of May. The Hope of Israel National Conference is a prophecy-focused meeting with an old-time revival spirit. Some of the topics covered during the conference will be the high priest garments, blowing of the shofar, the mystery of the Jewish prayer shawl, prophetic feast days of Israel, and this all-important question, is America in Bible prophecy? For more information, and to make reservations, you can go to the conference website at www.rapture.today. Once again, that is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today. This is truly a meeting you do not want to miss. 
Mark your calendar, May the 24th to the 28th. That is the last Monday to Friday of the month of May. We pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website www.hopeofisrael.net That's hopeofisrael.net You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700 Powder Springs, Georgia 30127 This broadcast is made possible because of giving friends all around the country, and if you would like to have a part in keeping this broadcast on your local station, you can send your donation to that same address, and please include the call letters of your radio station. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. You can also give by going to the website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That is hopeofisrael.net. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Please tune in again at this same time as we stand with Israel and proclaim truth from God's precious word.